Acne shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. Welcome in to Chocolate Soulfish. Starring Kyle Nutzman, David Gerard, and Kenneth Marsubian. On this week's episode, food! The only podcast where if you send us a picture of your titties, we'll send you a can of Good Eats. Ooh. <laughs> we'll send you one can of Crispy Diggins. <laughs> crispy Diggins? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Chocolate Swordfish, the only podcast that will send you a fucking tray of Arizona iced tea nachos. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Starring... Kyle Nutzman, Andy Samberg. Wait, what? <laughs> Did we finally book Samberg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, he hasn't done anything in a few years other than Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, Andy Sandberg. The... You can finally spitball my idea for Hot Rod 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You jump off some shit, and then we laugh. (laughs) And then you jump off more shit. Man, I hope Sandberg is sitting there right now, and he's just, like, nervous. He's like, oh, my God, when am I going to become the next fucking uh, Pauly Shore or Adam Sandler? I was going to say, I think he was saying, when am I going to get a bunch of Netflix specials? Because I'm Adam Sandler, bitch. (laughs) He didn't play my dad. That might be where he played his dad was actually really funny. Not my boy, or that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, that was actually hilarious. The pocket nuggets and fucking when Vanilla Ice comes in with the gun in the fucking yeah. Granny's robe, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> fucking no, pocket but this week, this week we got a nice little cast for you. We gonna be talking about food, <laughs> food shows, recipes, cooking, the shit we love. You know, probably Gerard more than anybody, but, you know, we love food. Actually, I think all of us have, like, a real love for food. Like, secret love for food. I'm the fat bastard. I'm the glutton. But you guys actually like food. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We all do. So that's why we spitting this to you guys from the top. So. Okay. Let's have have Kenny go. Kenny. Shit, man. I'm just, honestly, I'm. I always watch cooking shows, and I mean, I cook, you know, as my job, but mm-hmm. I just love cooking, but I mean, I've been on like a Netflix kick, dude, just watching like their little, even some of them are just kind of fun to watch God and damn, laugh at. so good. But one of them, dude, that I've really loved, and they only have freaking one season on there, Zumbos. Just Zumba. I gotta shout that out as like my first one, because I guess Netflix. So it? I actually haven't watched that one. Bro, oh, the time dude. starts now. Yeah, Adriana Zumbo, bro. He's basically like the Australian Willy Wonka, bro. And like, I swear to God, this guy's a fucking legend, dude. I never even heard of him before the show. Like, I'm, then I watched it and I like researched him and I was like, holy fuck, this guy's like a legend, bro. Like, what the hell? He is. He's one of the best bakers <clears throat> in the world. Yeah. 
And, like, I don't know, I just fell in love with that show, dude. And, like, fuck, man. And Netflix, I guess, picked up the rights, and they're filming a second season right now. So, Oh, thank God, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm literally dude, excited. Kenny, give it to me. Give me the one thing, bro. The clock starts now! <laughs> Z time starts now! like his assistant, bro. She's got the most intense accent ever. You never heard yeah. anything like it. Oh, she yeah. Z time starts now. <laughs> and she says it at the beginning of every challenge, bro. Like, literally, it doesn't fault with that shit. And, like, I swear it was funny because I started watching the show and I didn't, like, talk to Kyle about it. And I fucking, I don't remember what happened, but I just, like, somehow said that shit. And he fucking instantly was, like, going off about it, too. So it was kind of funny. Just to, like, dude, that's something me and my wife yell at each other all the time. Uh, yeah, you were telling me, and it was just funny because me and my girl do the same shit, bro. Like, dude, and it was so like, funny, dog. Like, it really like, so what's the what's the format of the show? <laughs> it's a, it's a baking competition. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a ba- it's like a but it's like not your average baking competition. It's, it's not like a Great like, British Bake Off, bitch. That yeah, is delightful. <laughs> <laughs> The most delightful. Because this is a bake-off, but Australian. Yeah, it's more of, like, elaborate, like, crazy. I don't know. Yeah, like, dude, when I Zumbo, see fucking, like, he literally does some, like, Zumbo crazy. Zumbo basically, shit. like, has them recreate shit he makes and, like, shit that he's, like, basically, like, baking copy wrote. Like, yeah. shit that he fucking, like, fully owns the idea for. Like the one, dude, one of the examples I can give you, Gerard, like the one that blew my mind, bro. It's a top hat made of, of fucking chocolate, right? And you have this little fucking teapot of like hot chocolate that you literally pour on top of the top hat and it melts the top hat to fucking reveal an egg that you crack open, which has like five different layers, bro. One of them's like a fucking lemon. The other one's like a raspberry top. Like, it's just like fucking insane, dog. And like, the, it's just like shit like that that like blows your mind. Fucking so elaborate, so beautiful to look at, you know? And it's always like a complex ending of like his desserts. I don't know. They always like form this crazy like story and shit. So it's kind of nice. But can I give you an honest opinion that I have about people who try to sell stories in anything? What? Yeah. They're usually full of shit. <laughs> like, I always think you're full of show. shit, Gerard. No, no, no. I don't mean just him because, like, from the, like, I know the techniques that you're, like, talking about, the chocolate eggs that you crack open because those, like, there's a few Spanish guys that do them fucking fantastically. There's actually, like, a Thai dessert that's really famous. It's, like, a royal egg that you break, and it's, like, a Jackson Pollock thing that's like big on like breaking open the egg so that's not full of shit by any means but anytime i hear anybody about to say well what was the story to it i'm like the story was you fucking ate it (laughs) it's not like that i was just honestly explaining it like that and i just came up with that did you just fucking oh, okay. ruin Kenny's expert explanation? I'm so you sorry. have a fucking dissecting. Oh no. no! I'm sorry. I have a thing about it. Like when I watch that one, like oddities evil. or anything, and anybody's like, "Hold on, there's this elaborate story," and it's like, "But it's just a leather seat." No, no, it's a leather seat that examined nine million asses. It was actually made out of King George the Third's scrotum. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, like at all it's the judges aren't like oh i need your backstory of your cookie like no it's not like that bro it's you know the shows i'm talking about you've seen those cooking shows literally i have an example for one of like this lady that's on it's called fucking uh fuck what is that one on netflix but it's like chef's table no it's chef's table it's it's kind of like the same thing it's like people uh fucking or it's it's the fucking Christmas one, bro. There's a Christmas one that. Oh, Duffin. you mean the Holiday Bake Off? On yeah, food, in, yeah, from the Food <laughs> Channel. She's the fucking. She's like a fake fucking holiday. That chick literally like is always spitting the fucking. I need the backstory to your fucking muffin you made. Like I need the backstory to. <laughs> well, my great 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 grandpa just <laughs> fucking said, "Bitch, make me some muffins." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like that's always what the cooks are coming with. It's like this is my great grandmother's recipe, and she literally fucking is revolutionary. You know, like they always spit the same bullshit. Like everybody thinks that about their own family recipes. Like, come on, you know. Oh man, I would be like the worst contestant because it would be like, what is the story behind this? Well, I put ingredients together because I thought they were fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and then I stare at the camera for ten minutes, saying nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like an artist or anything Just but it's crickets. like what the fuck do you want out of me like oh I harvested the wheat on my grandfather's deathbed soil <laughs> because it gave it such a deep terroir no blow it out your ass blow it out your fucking ass I hate you those but if Zumbo is just like recreate my techniques, blow my dick, I am fantastic. I can roll with that. <laughs> as long as nobody's trying to give me like a twenty minute explanation about how they had cancer and then realize blueberries go with yikama. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely none of that, yeah, bro. Man, after Kenny's explanation of Zumbo, though, all I can think is a bunch of those fucking time starts now, bitches as Oompalumbos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have me sold that bitches Impa Loompa. <laughs> Oompa Loompa bitches sold. I am in it, Kenny. <laughs> no, the Holiday Bake Off is a lot like that. That's like a lot of Food Channel fucking shit, though. All, all those baking competition ones are like one and the same. But it's like, always like who's got, who needs the money the most because they got the saddest story. They just use it to influence the judges. Correct. Like, so correct. Oh, yeah. But you can't get past Gordon Ramsay in MasterChef. Dini, 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 oh, dini, dini, don't give me that. Don't get me started, da, 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 You're about da, to start da, a fight. <laughs> You're about to start a fight. Gordon I didn't want to make that ramp. Uh, Bro, uh, your mom could be dying. You could have fucking wiener cancer, and he'll still tell you your mushroom soup tastes like asshole McGee's axe. Well, he'll do that on American programs. <laughs> Go watch, like, Hell's Kitchen UK. It is a completely different viewing experience. Like, completely different. He is so much nicer. Really? Because I feel like I I did used to watch that when I was on BBC, and I feel like he was still kind of, like, the same amount of dick ass. Watch him. Nope. Watch him back to back. It is polarly. It was worse, honestly. Like, from what I could remember, because he would, like, talk more in his, like, native tongue of being, like, Yeah, bro, he he was way better at cussing in English. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but definitely, like, just fucking, I don't know, that guy's just, a, he just rips the fuckers for no reason. Well, he de- he rips them because that's what they told him to do. Like, genuinely, go back and watch those two seasons back-to-back, 
It's so funny because he's like, listen, we've had people waiting out there for two and a half hours. They're almost about to leave because the UK, they're like, listen, I've sat here for 97 minutes. Get about 35 more minutes and I will walk out this establishment to whereas the Americans are like, I've been waiting seven and a half minutes in this lobby. You fucking killed my family and raped them. <laughs> and he's like, Well, you get down to the shit. corner store and get some lipstick because I like to be kissed before I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So then he proceeds to turn around to the American cooks and are like, You're a fucking awful human being. This shit is the worst thing ever. Why would you ever think you can succeed? Don't That's why we're Ger- failing as a restaurant. That's why we're failing. Don't believe Gerard, boys. He's really a Michael Irwin fan. What's a Michael Irwin? That, I don't know, that other buff dude who yells at people about cooking. Oh, yeah. The, like, <laughs> Uh, that dude. I love that dude. Mainly because... It, oh, you are biased for that, dude. You fuck. I am biased, but the reason being is, like, Gordon Ramsay yells at people like any European chef does. Like, anybody who's had training with, like, European chefs, they're just like that. They're dickholes like that. In America, oh, we yeah. have the whole everybody deserves respect <laughs> thing, whereas in Europe... Do we really? Because, like, Anthony Bourdain was a fucking dick. Anthony Bourdain was a dick, but he that's because he got his training from Europeans. I mean, you're right, but most people do get French French trade. Correct. Correct. People who end up in high-end dining have French training and or European-style training, so there's that hierarchy that makes them a bit of a Uh, dickbag. Like, super uh, bit of a dickbag. That yelling, throwing pots is acceptable type of dickbag. If you're actually French, it's the worst. Man, like, genuinely, the worst, the worst I ever experienced was an Italian. Like, Italian guys get heated. Was he like, I'm walking over here? No, it was more over, like, uh, so uh, he was my advanced baking instructor, and he was sitting there just, like, talking about how we need to make this cake called Bisquee. It's an, it's very, very delicate. It was it friends with Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? Yes, it was absolutely <laughs> friends with Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Good call out there, Kyle. Love it. Uh, uh. <laughs> so if you don't put parchment paper, like two layers of parchment paper between the squee that you're throwing to use, yeah. and you try to move it, it'll tear. So somebody did do that for like six layers of the squee, and he gets so mad, he fucking throws the uh, sheet pan across the kitchen. It flies near me and a couple of other students crashes out of the fucking window and our particular school in Scottsdale uh, the campus has like this sky bridge thing Scottsdale Road and 5th Avenue and so it crashed out onto the street below and he had this total look of like oh I'm so in trouble (laughs) (laughs) but after Derek he's like oh fuck me (laughs) not again it was that look like oh I'm gonna get in so much trouble but he had that moment of, I'm going to throw a pan at somebody. Because That's he got so mad about being, being All torn. about squee, bro. Busquee. Busquee. All about squee. It's all about squee, my boys. Busquee. But I also saw a instantly. So. Yep, America. We're different. <laughs> that motherfucker, the the fool I saw that shit. The he was like an ex marine and shit, and like 
had he literally had problems, bro. He would fucking this guy would go from zero to like matter of seconds, bro. Like it was insane. But he always did this funny shit, man. He'd have one hand behind his back at all times, and he'd always say, "I'm a chef." Like I'm a chef, and I'll put my hand behind my back, and like he would stand like that. He'd be like flipping eggs or like flipping an omelet, and like have his hand behind his back, like straightened out. Have you ever seen anybody do that, Gerard? Like, like, oh, fucking, like a weirdo shit. Like I don't know, motherfuckers do that. It's yeah. good, good old one arm technique, bro. Yeah. Like one of the best chefs that I ever had, who actually kind of like I love to talk about because. He was an American chef who trained with Americans and then had to work with, like, Europeans once he got to a certain echelon. Uh, he was my uh, one of my basic instructors and one of, like, the two guys that I really considered, like, who trained me because he sat with me for, like, four classes, which really didn't happen with the particular education that I was getting. We yeah. usually, like, got a new teacher every module, but we, I was lucky enough to, like, have four classes with these two really great guys. The one that I'm talking about, weirdly enough, though, is this guy named Gordon Ramsay. No but way. Bullshit. I'm not fucking joking. I'm not fucking Bro, joking. did he yell at you about shit? About no, like, telling you your fucking dude. broccoli is bullshit? Oh, he was... suck a thousand dicks to learn how to make a sausage? He was literally, <laughs> like, the exact opposite of that Gordon Ramsay. He was literally a five-foot-five, 210-pound African American ex-marine. Wait, what the fuck? I'm not fucking kidding you. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not fucking kidding you. That's like crazy. Listening to this podcast, you can actually probably go up and type in uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay, Arizona, and see a picture of the gentleman. He had glasses. Like I said, he was about five foot five, two hundred and ten pounds thereabout. And he was like one of the best instructors I have ever had. Dude, they should have but a fight with them, Gordon Ramsay versus. Gordon Ramsay. Man, like, real talk. Real, real talk. It would be great. But uh, he talked about it all the time, how he actually punched out a couple of European chefs who would get in his face and or, like, shove him. Like, Do a boy. It was like that whole, that's not how we roll in America. We are going to eat that. In America, we fucking roadhouse people. Roundhouse. Roadhouse. And as Americans, we're totally proud about it, but, like, in the international community and or, like, chefs that are international, it's like, you're supposed to sit there and eat the shit. If you can't eat the shit, you're not a good chef. <laughs> I mean, true, bro. It's very true. So, like, Kenny, would you say, like, Zumbo is, like, European style, or is he more of, like, a Western style cook? Bro, it's Australia, so it's definitely, like, kind of like America, kind of like a mix between a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's, I don't know, he doesn't, he does a lot of crazy shit, though, like, shit I haven't seen, necessarily. Australia is just America south of the border. (laughs) Ooh, oh, we're gonna get letters. We have... (laughs) Bro, you know it's... All over again. Uh, it's the truth, bro. It's the truth. <laughs> uh, but okay, is America more spicy than Australia? Like, ooh, that's a good question. Maybe because we got Mexico. 
Correct. They're, like they're heavy influencing on us, like all of South America and Central America. That's why us like, like southern states right next to Mexico really get the best of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You grow up. <laughs> you definitely grow up with a different flavor palette than you do in like Middle America and shit. So true, man. Like Kenny, have you noticed like a difference, or is it like flavor palette in Oregon like really eclectic? I don't know, man. It's 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 there's a lot of the same shit out here, but it's all different. Like the restaurants out here are fucking nuts, man. There's a lot more shit to choose from out here. But I do want to go to Oregon just to try the sushi. Like I hear it, uh, Oregon has and Portland have some of the best sushi in the country. Yeah, that's what I was hearing too. But I also heard that it's like better to go on certain days and shit. Like, you heard like no, it's true. That's true. That's the same with any like I any restaurant. Why the... Well, it's because well, they get their shipments in like on those days. So if you go that day, you're gonna get the best tasting sushi you've ever fucking had because it's gonna be fresh as fuck. Like, yeah, but like sushi chefs in Japan fucking say that for actually like frozen fish makes the best sushi. Well, he means fresh as in, like, it's coming in frozen. Like, coming in frozen that day. Well, yeah. Correct. So it's, like, peak yeah. performance. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's not like Arizona where you have to wait fucking four days to get that fish. You know what I mean? What? Oh, well, yeah. We're a lot of actually, actually gets the fish, gets it, like, two hours from the coast. Most fish in high-end restaurants in Arizona is, like, flown in day of. Day of catch. Yeah. I mean, we're really not that far from the coast. The Midwest. Like, <laughs> I never felt so privileged to live in Arizona to get fish until I moved to the Midwest. Oh, God. That's horrible. Dude, the oh Midwest just seems like it has a lot of problems with food. It does. It's really fucking weird. Like, if I'm being honest, like, the, uh, the produce is, like, way, way higher. And I'm like, wait, I'm in farm country. Like, everybody pronounced, like, this part of the country being farm country, yeah. but somehow produce is, like, magically way more expensive. That's weird. That's... Comparatively to, like, the Southwest. But then again, I feel like the Southwest may have, like, more vegetables seasonally with a greater abundance because it's just grown all year round. Yeah, I was going to say, the climate here is really, like, peak performance for growing all year I agree with that statement 110%. Like, I miss, I miss cheap citrus the most. I mean, you definitely <laughs> see it, too, because, like, we're fucking, especially where we live, used to be, like, heavy farm country right here in Arizona. I mean, <laughs> Gilbert's literally named out of a farm. Word. Cause Word. That's all it was at one time, was a farm owned by the Gilbert family. That is so crazy to think about. Like, Kenny, have you noticed, like, any price differences in th- certain items? Like, here I noticed, like, citrus and most, like... I can't see Oregon like... being that different, though, because they're really not that far from us. He's well, just, it's like, climate. North a little bit. Well, once again, climate. Yeah. And <laughs> the price differences out here are ridiculous, really? dude, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, with yeah, produce? Produce, fucking milk, all kinds of shit, which has blew my mind because, like, you guys have so many fucking dairies out there, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Like, even milk's cheaper here. Oh, well, that's in. Well, dude, you got Telemook there, bro. Well, that, but I mean, we also, they also do some shit here. You live in pretty prime. Like, uh, 
produce, like shit that's Oregon brand, there's no tax on it and shit. No like way. they don't tax themselves. It's fucking. I was nuts. gonna say you live in a pretty prime, pl- uh, prime like uh, farming place too. Yeah, it's really lush, lot of oil. oil. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that and there's a lot of dairy farms in Oregon. Oh, I want to go there for the garlic festival so bad. <laughs> I'm so jelly, Kenny. Uh, dude, talking about dairy farms. Gerard, when you lived here, was Dyson Farms around? Dyson? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember. They're becoming bigger and bigger here because it's a local, like, you know, uh, cow farm. Just, like, dude, uh, just deals in milk. And they ship to, like, fries and stuff around here. And they fucking, you get them in glass bottles and everything. Yeah, bro. Those fools have the fucking flamous strawberry milk. Oh, my God, dude. It's so fucking bombed That sounds like a dairy here called Chateau. I was going to say, like, I don't think people notice, like, the difference between, like, milk, like, just, like, store brand milk and, like, milk like that. Like, it's less, like, mucusy and shit. Like, it's, like, that fucking, like, real fresh milk is, like, so much thinner than the shit you get at the stores. It's almost, like, concerning. It depends on how they're like processing. I the guess. Milk. Oh no, dude, because it's just when <laughs> when you drink that milk, it like feels like it's going down like water, but has the full like taste, like a great like full milk taste. You know, like a lot of depth in it, a lot of like fat, <laughs> like smooth and buttery kind of. I get what you're saying. Like, what were you saying, Kenny? Oh no! I was just gonna say like that's it's that's what it is, man. Because real milk's like more water and shit. I mean, my stepdad literally works at a dairy plant, and like I fucking toured that bitch. And like he honestly, like ah, man, milk is gross, bro. When you buy them like cheapy gallons of whole milk and shit, like <laughs> it's not good, bro. You know, it's not good milk by any means. Oh yeah, they add, they like take milk, they take bits from other milks, and then they add it into other milks. They're like, this is now the most milky milk. It's like blended scotch, but with milk. It's weird. <laughs> and like, dude, the amount of pus and shit inside of that milk, it would like be alarming to you, bro. It's fucking disgusting. Oh dude. god, don't uh, do me like again. So, yeah, the colostrum and stuff like <laughs> raw milk is crazy to look at. Like, you don't want raw milk. Yo, hell no. Smell got me, bro. And I love milk, dude. I like was a kid that literally would drink like a gallon every fucking day, you know, like two days and shit. When you first see raw milk, you're like, oh wait, maybe humans aren't supposed to consume this. Kenny got Kenny had milk and fucking chocolate ruined for him. What else can we ruin for? (laughs) (laughs) Milk, but yeah, you gotta buy that good shit, like we were saying. Dude, that good shit just is amazing, bro. You, it's definitely worth the extra money. Like I can't, I can lie about it. I can't, I can't justify it mainly because, like, I'm in a house with six people, so like a bottle of the glass bottle of the good milk will just be gone in like two oh, days. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> two two people having a cup of milk, that shit's gone, bro. Correct. Like, that's not cereal milk and shit. Like to be honest, I still use like the shitty milk for my cereal. Yeah. Like, oh man. Like, bro, it's okay. It. All the fucking sugar and shit in the cereal is killing whatever's in that milk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking here, Kyle. Uh, you're talking about flavored milks. They do uh, root beer milk, coffee milk, 
Oh, they do Dark coffee. Dyes and farts. Dyes and farts. Dyes and farts. Yeah, their coffee shit's fire. Yeah, they do coffee milk, dude. They also do an orange milk, like using the yeah, fucking oranges yeah. from the orange grove. Oh, I will try that one, the orange grove one yeah, for sure. Yeah, they fucking the they use the orange groves in Mesa to get the oranges for that milk. And, bro, oh, my God, it tastes like a dream, Sokola. Oh, shout out to Arizona. The one thing that I miss the most is fucking orange uh, trees in bloom. Like, oh, every, orange, limes, now. lemons, every, and corn. We have a shit ton of corn here. Yeah, you can get flame honey here, too, but I've oh. been accustomed to Arizona honey, bro. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yes. Desert honey. Desert honey is so fucking good. <laughs> Sonoran, like, you, know, you gotta really get weird. Sonoran Desert Honey, bro. That is the fucking dick down best. What's weird is it's like, I don't know, it's just smoother. And shit. Well, it's dude, it's because there's orange blossoms out there and shit, so it gets like fucking hints of that in it as well, and hints of like a lot of just fucking Sonoran wildlife. I feel like it's like way more regional. Flowers and shit. Like the, uh, the beekeepers, the apiists who like take care of the bees, they'll actually rent their bees out to specific areas, like almond uh almond groves or like an orange grove or stuff like that and then we end up with those really good like single varietal single pollen honeys that have a vastly unique flavor but here it's like exceedingly difficult to find that the best i can find is like clover honey and then it's just like like stuff like that and i'm like you guys literally have orchards and like wine uh that's like a real strong taste for honey Clover? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I've had clover honey before. It's it's good, but yeah, it's definitely... Like, that would be, like, a, just, like, a fucking heavy floral flavor in it. Well, it's not, like, super heavy. It's more muddled, in my opinion. Clover really? is super, like, muddly. It's not... <laughs> it just makes me think of clove cigarettes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not cloves, clover. <laughs> like, like a wish clover. Just, like, licorice It tastes uh, like failed wishes. <laughs> is that what clover tastes like like a little bit licorice no i've had it before i just can't i can't put my finger on it huh it's like it's very green it's very like medicinal and crisp but like clover honey like what i'm saying is like not not like clover flower pollen or whatever that yeah. they collect pollen from the clover is not like as floral or as defined as other smells oh taste. yeah i would figure but still it cuts through Clover reminds me of cilantro a lot, to be honest. I could agree with that statement. I could agree with that statement. Except cilantro is delicious and fucking belongs on every th- every burrito ever. Uh, I'm the opposite. I'm opposite. <laughs> I really do not like cilantro. I feel like it overpowers way too much shit. Like, if a little bit, it's good, but like too much. Usually Dude, I live good. by the holy trinity: jalapenos, cilantro, and onion. Uh, All chopped up in a mixed bag. I agree with you. Uh, like, so you're making pico, but with jalapenos, pretty much. Well, pico always has jalapenos or some kind of pepper. Garnish? Can we just say garnish? Pico de gallo. Garnish. My favorite is when people like. My favorite is when like people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some pico de gallo and eat it on chips." I'm like, "You're eating garnish on a chip. Yeah. Who the fuck garnishes a chip?" Oh no, it's still pretty good. <laughs> like, it's just I just, like chunky salsa, literally. I was gonna say, like, let's be let's be honest, it's still good eating it on a chip, especially if you 
Use like three pepper pico de gallo. See, I'm all for a little bit of cilantro shit in my in my shit. Like Dude, that. I but love like, the fucking flavor of cilantro so much. You ever like had a salad that has cilantro in it, and you're <laughs> chewing on cilantro dude i like it i don't know there's definitely dude cilantro is definitely one of those things and like i get that you like kind of like it but the majority of people either love it or hate it like well the large reason for that is because cilantro actually has like a chemical in it that people with uh what's known as this is a technical term actually yeah that extra taste bud thing super tasters the like more sensitive palates yeah and it's way more like astringent and almost like medicinal tasting and like large quantities or even small quantities. So it's like, oh, it's like gar- vampire garlic situation. Ugh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like too much flavor. I actually heard about that a couple of weeks ago and I was like, that's crazy. It's probably where that divide really comes. Yeah. Because if like, you don't have that refined palate, bro, cilantro is like, I don't know, just this fresh fucking flavor and everything. Correct. Like, it's, it's a, just so fresh and, like, yeah. Oh. People use the most that it takes. Would you agree, Kenny? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I can handle it, but I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Yeah, like, you'll eat it if it's on something, but if you could have it off of it, you're fine. Like, you would like, prefer that. I have to, like, refrain from buying, like, packaged fucking lettuce because, like, if you get those, like, fucking, you know, salad mixes and shit, you know, you just want to get, like, a salad mix for a quickie lunch or some shit. They put way too much cilantro in that shit, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just too much for me, man. They all always... I did I bother... I don't know. I've only seen that in one kind of fucking package mix before. It was like a Mexican one that had like tortilla strips in it and shit, too. Those are usually <laughs> the type of like salads I gravitate towards, though. You know, That's like, true, because they got that delicious like Southwestern ranch. Usually. Yeah, exactly. Like that. <laughs> yeah. The Sims of cilantro are like really, really like grody, like in flavor, in my opinion. Like, first. Yeah. You're chewing on a fucking stem, bro. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'll use to do that shit. Correct. I'll use it in sauces or maybe like something like a coulis, something that I'm gonna blend. But I will not use it if I'm gonna be putting a salad or a salsa or anything. I'll take the time to pick the leaves. Like it takes oh, like dude, five. Of- it doesn't even take that. You could literally grab the stem and just fucking and ru- like run your fucking hand around it, like if lightly. You know, the, you'll just pull a shit ton of leaves off. I do it every time. Uh-huh. Just start chopping them up and shit, just throwing them in there, bro. I mean, I've definitely stop. done that before. If I get a little bit of stem, I'll just fucking chop it with it. Yanga, bro. That's <laughs> you chewing on some shit, dog. <laughs> I mean, not really, bro. It all gets chopped up so fine, you can't even fucking distinguish what is the stem and what was the fucking leaf. That's a lot but I won't chop up a full stem. I'll just do it if I get a little bit of stem with it while I'm fucking just gliding the leaves off. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's okay, but like just being like. But if you I'm chop up a full stop. stem, you fucking nasty. That's gross, bro. I'll agree with that. Daisy just... bread would make me do that shit, bro. I mean, like, there's not like it's the stem doesn't have that much flavor in it anyway. It just at that point becomes like this pointless thing in it. It has a different taste for sure. It has a much more like it's different. It has like a more stringent taste, but not like as a well developed flavor. 
I just love that mix of onion, cilantro, and fucking a pepper, like a habanero or a jalapeno, something. Oh yeah, yeah man! Especially like, like a nice white onion. For anybody listening, uh, Kyle knows that the actual Trinity is onions, garlic, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I prefer, I always love a little shallot too, bro. That's my go to is garlic, bro. The difference between French cooking and Japanese cooking, in my humble opinion, is that French cooking is dedicated to being more of an art form. Like, overall, like, more for aesthetic and maybe, like, fancy flavor ideas and stuff like that. Whereas, in my opinion, Japanese cooking is more over, like, ceremonial, like, strict, like almost religious style belief in the discipline of technique. Like it is like honoring slash like almost taking food to a spiritual level of perfection. It's like you got fun new things or you got straight up depth. Correct. Exactly. They're like, oh, like that one dude uh, that I was going to talk about initially before we went on the ultimate tangents of all tangents, which I really enjoyed this particular episode. This episode is my jam. Uh, that noodle guy, the guy who is like trying to incorporate like rock star type elements, rock concert type elements, while making udon noodles in Japan, like <laughs> dedicating himself to getting really good at making udon noodles, but then being like, "Well, like, how can I add another element to the dining experience?" And then kind of being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking throw a rock show and a light show and music." into me making these noodles before I send them out, like esc- elevating the table side service, bringing table side service to like almost a theater type experience. No. Yeah, dude. It's just like, it goes on the whole thing of like, dude, there's some stuff like if you've ever had like a real ramen bar- broth, which we recently got this place called Nishikawa. It's owned by <laughs> someone owned by a Japanese man who, did this in Japan forever and then moved over here and opened up his own restaurant. And like Kenny can attest to this because he's eaten there. This broth is just, it's nothing you've ever tasted before. It's not even like a freaking chicken noodle broth that your mom makes and takes forever to make. It's so much deeper, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like, it's. it's I honestly don't really... know how they get that much flavor. <laughs> like, and just the color of the broth itself is even, like, a deeper color. It's not so, like, watery looking. Well, the, like, certain people, uh, they will do either, they'll, like, combine broths. So they'll use, like, bonito shavings yeah. with chicken bones. And it kind of, like, it's this fish-chicken deep flavor thing going on. But uh, a lot of people uh, that I have seen from just, like, doing research, watching random documentaries about the art and discipline of ramen will use uh, chicken wings. They'll like grill them in the oven until they get like a deep, deep, rich 
brown flavor, yeah. like a deep, deep brown flavor, and then they'll just instead of like us Americans being like throw some hot sauce on that bitch, eat it. Yeah. So throw it in the stock pot instead. So it kind of like renders off all that meat and those flavors that were like from those wings and kind of that connective tissue that wings have. So it has that like gelatin the aspect that a lot of these broths have that are thicker and more rich. Is that where you get like that more tan color from and everything? Just like yes, hundred I mean, percent. That like, tan God. color is from roasted chicken. You can't even just get. It doesn't even just like taste rich. Like it looks rich, bro. <laughs> like it almost oh, like man. that broth almost looks like a freaking sauce. Like you know, like a gravy and no aspect, but like the tech or but the consistency of a broth. Like, I like the best episode I think I've ever seen articulate like having a good like broth, even if it's like pho, ramen, udon, just a good noodle soup broth that is not noodle soup from this continent. Because, like, I, I love chicken soup, I do, but it doesn't have the depth of flavor that a lot of uh continental and uh Pacific Asian dishes do. Like, it's got so much more flavor because they are willing to like put so much more effort into making it so much more flavor it literally makes you warm inside correct it's like it's such a different experience the show that best conveyed this was space dandy when they go to the ramen shop in the ultimate universe like oh man like (laughs) it's it's just that kind of good. It's an out-of-this-world flavor. An absolute out-of-this-world flavor. It conveys it perfectly right there. And on that note... <laughs> on that note, we're going to make you a chocolate broth. Chocolate <laughs> no. fishy broth. Oh, no. It's, it's just like, like mole. Like it's like mole like like swordfish steak. <laughs> It's going to smell like a whorehouse toilet. <laughs> it's going to smell reality, and look like a we, whorehouse we toilet. We've been for this to be an hour and a half episode. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around like two and a half. And oh, yeah, as you is. guys can tell, it's something we're passionate about. That's what we're all about here at Chocolate Swordfish, taking our passions and conveying them, hoping to inspire someone else or getting people that just feel the same way we do about these topics. That or even just be like having the courage to maybe like talk about a topic that you are absolutely passionate about. That's what we want. Please leave comments. Tell us what you're passionate about, food wise or otherwise. We would Anything. love to know. We'll shit. Just send us what you're passionate about, and we'll we'll delve into it sooner or later. We're gonna finally get our Twitter up and everything. And yeah. like I know there's probably like five of you, maybe even if that that we don't even know listening right now. We want to hear your opinions and maybe even what you want to hear about. And we could research about it and maybe fall in love with something else and you end up hearing an episode about it. Correct. That's how, that's how the love happens. That's how new things happen. That's how you enrich your life by sharing your passions with other people and people feeling comfortable enough to share their passions with you. I mean, isn't like, that what life's all about? You're born and you die, and in between, you gotta find those little things, aka passions, that really yeah. make life worth living. A hundred percent. Like, know that if you are listening to us right now, that we appreciate you, that we fucking love you, 
we we don't inherit I don't inherently know like who is all is listening to us. I don't like reverse stalk or anything because I'm a neurotic piece of shit and it would drive me nuts. <laughs> but we do absolutely love that you're listening. And please tell your friends, don't tell your friends, share the love. Just help spread just help spread like the message of don't be a dick and shit on somebody's passion. Share yours. And with all this talk about passion and whatnot, we must bid you adieu. But at the same time, I just gotta say, talking about passions, our next episode's about anal sex. Well, what? <laughs> We're gonna talk about this time. David was a passion party uh, retailer. <sighs> wait, what? <laughs> no, that's not like, true. Wait, are you slinging that's... butt sex? Our, our, next, our next episode is about Astroglad. I do have a passion for Astroglide. That shit is the best. With that being said, peace, grease, and chicken wings, motherfuckers. And thank you.